Welcome to the Untold Arizona podcast, a series from KJZZ News. Hi, I'm Stina Sieg. Whether you were born here or you're new to the state, we're willing to bet there are some Arizona stories you may not know. Hoover Dam? Yeah, everybody knows about that. But we have a story about the very first dam. We're going to the Elvis Chapel. And no, it's not like Mine is about to reopen in Skull Valley. Have you ever stopped in Dateland for a date shake? The tepary bean weathered Arizona summers for some How are archaeologists tracing ancient turquoise back to its source? 1960s. And while not as famous as Tombstone, it was just as bloody. This is Untold Arizona. And this episode is called Due South. We're heading to Mexico. This first story is a mystery older than Arizona itself. For more than 50 years, historians have been uncertain whether the body of a famed explorer from the Spanish crown was actually who everyone assumed it to be. KJZZ's Michelle Morisco reports on how a single clerical error led to a centuries-old mystery in northern Mexico. This is the story of two men who died 250 years apart, one in what's now Mexico and one in what's now Arizona. There's a mystery not to the cause of the first man's death, but to the details here past his iron barricaded rough plank door inside the brooding walls of this church, Nuestra Señora de la Asuncion, high in Sonora's hill country, where a white marble block lies in testament to the fabled explorer Juan Batista de Anza. And then there's a man who tried to unravel that mystery before he died, those who continue to work on it to this day, and there's a woman who was violently murdered in all this. More on all that in a moment. First, Anza. The famed explorer led expeditions from Arizona into California and eventually founded the city of San Francisco. When he died, he was buried back in his tiny town of Arispe, what served as a provincial capital for the Spanish superpower. Northern Mexico was strewn in the aftermath of the contentious periods that led up to Arizona statehood in the early part of the 20th century. There's dim caves that served as prisons for the Apache resistance, memorials to the violent revolution fought at what's now the U.S.-Mexico border, and everywhere the graveyards and testaments to the dead. Father Agustin Mendoza wraps up a sermon inside the church's rough walls. The mausoleum to Anza sits to his right, and at the church's center sits another grave, this one shrouded in glass. The uniformed skeleton of what was once a tall man lies prone inside. So there's not one but two people buried here, Anza and one of his officers, who for a long time was confused for Anza. Five years ago, the town asked the National Park Service for help, and the Park Service turned to Phil Valdez. The mix-up occurred back in 1963 when the priest of Arispe, Sonora, was wanting to replace the floor of the cathedral. That's when they learned a body there wasn't Anza's. And it wasn't until 2013 when Valdez says his expedition found that Anza was actually buried to the side of the church. I wanted everything that was going to be done to be done accurately, correctly, if you will, with no embellishment. Tell it like it is. 
which is going to be tough. This story started in the 1700s, but it's still growing. En el interior de un domicilio ubicado en la calle Hidalgo fue encontrado sin vida el cuerpo de la Arispa's town historian, 72-year-old Carmen Peyat, was murdered at her home here two years ago. And the only private museum dedicated to Anza, just across the street from the church, is now a locked-up crime scene. All of which leads this story up north of the border. Anita Badersher is the Park Service's interpretive officer at Tumacacri National Historic Park. She succeeded the man many credit with trying to tell all of Anza's story, including where he was buried. Dan Garate wrote one book. And the second book would have been featuring um, the history most relevant to our area right here that people are really interested in. But unfortunately, uh, Don died of uh, very aggressive brain cancer in 2010 and never was able to complete more than, I believe, two chapters. We may never learn just who was buried beneath that white marble block in Nuestra Señora de la Asunción. Father Mendoza says Mexico is still working to secure the authority to dig there. And there's another problem. Es que nosotros estamos parados sobre un cementerio. Si nosotros excavamos aquí, this church was built on top of a cemetery. If someone starts digging into the floors, they're going to unearth even more of the dead. Reporting from Arispe Sonora, Michel Marisco, KJZZ News. Now let's venture even farther south and east to Mexico City. Almost two centuries ago, the U.S. fought a gruesome war against Mexico and annexed a vast territory that includes Arizona. So what does Arizona mean to Mexico nowadays, considering the past, but also the present and the future? KJZZ's Mexico City Bureau Chief, Rodrigo Cervantes, reports. I'm climbing uphill to a landmark in Mexico City, a battle held here in 1847, Mark the fate of Arizona and other territories from the southwest. Well, we are in the middle of the city, and this place is inside a forest, the forest of Chapultepec, and it's a castle, basically. That's Jacqueline Gutierrez, spokesperson for the National Museum of History. She greets me and shows me one of the highlights inside. In the ceiling, you can see a mural about the war between Mexico and the United States. It was here where Mexicans lost their last battle against American invaders. Gutierrez thinks most people here will never forget, especially under the Trump administration. Uh, nowadays, with your president saying, well, we want to close the border, uh, a lot of people are saying, OK, we want to close the border too, but how it was on 1847. Back then, Mexico lost more than half of its land, what became most of the southwestern United States. And a few years after, the American government bought from Mexico the flatlands south of Phoenix to build a railroad. Gutierrez says it's just a thing from the past, but with lessons for both sides. At the end of the day, we need the Americans, and the Americans need us. In another spot in Mexico City, the resistance to the American invasion is remembered with backpack music. It's an old convent turned into a museum, 
where another important battle was fought. Pero curiosamente los franciscanos tienen puntos bastante estratégicos. Aymara Nishimura tours me around the National Museum of Interventions. She tells me many missionaries departed from here during the Spanish rule to open monasteries at the current American Southwest, and the Alamo is an example. Nishimura thinks this place also reminds the scar Mexico bears after losing to the U.S. The land was divided, and so were the families. For Nishimura, the current immigration frictions are just an effect of that separation. She thinks the war was also the birth of a forceful yet necessary friendship between both nations. But others are more concerned about modern-day tensions, including those brought by Arizona's SB 1070 and Joe Arpaio's tactics as a sheriff. There are states in which there is no goodwill towards Mexico, and Arizona is one of them. Sheriff Arpaio is a real product of some segments of the Arizona society that dislike neighboring Mexico. That's Lorenzo Meyer, a researcher in Mexican politics specialized in U.S.-Mexico affairs. Mayor says Mexicans and Americans have to accept that the border can't be arbitrarily closed. Both nations need to solve shared problems like drug and weapon trafficking and be accountable with the original inhabitants of the border states. Mexicans fought against Native Americans as well as the U.S. In uh, Sonora and Arizona, we have the Yaquis. We took their land and uh, make their life miserable. Juan Carlos Romero Hicks is a federal senator from the state of Guanajuato, one of Arizona's current closest partners in Mexico. He thinks Trump's rhetoric towards Mexico has put salt on an open wound. When you refer to the connection among these two great nations, it's always a point of conversation. However, Romero Hicks sees opportunities nowadays brought by trade, cultural ties, and people he considers allies, like Arizona Senators John McCain and Jeff Flake. We need to build bridges. We need to dream together. We need to share projects. Divided, we're not going to stand. This senator says the history between Mexico and the United States has been too complex. And perhaps it is time for both nations to write the new chapters of it. Rodrigo Cervantes, KJZZ News, Mexico City. You've been listening to Untold Arizona. This has been the Due South episode. The stories from KJZZ's Fronteras Desk reporter, Michelle Morisco, and Mexico City Bureau Chief, Rodrigo Cervantes. It was produced by Tiara Vian. The stories were edited by Mark Moran. The digital team is Jackie High, Sky Shout, Kaylee Schufeld, and Jean-Claire Sarmiento. For pictures, videos, and more, visit untold.kjzz.org. Have an untold Arizona story of your own? Drop us a line on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using the hashtag untoldarizona. And check out our Facebook group where you can connect with more people who love a good Arizona mystery as much as you do. I'm Stina Sieg. Thanks for listening.